and welcome to the With Flow podcast, a weekly show for purpose-driven, high achievers who are ready to ditch the hustle. I'm your host, Laura from Business With Flow, cyclical business mentor and systems and planning queen. My mission is to empower you to run your business and your launches without the burnout. In this podcast, we'll be chatting all things cycle syncing, intuition, and doing business your way combined with some of the more practical aspects, like systems and planning and tech. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hello friends and welcome to episode 85 of the With Flow podcast. This week I am sharing a very fun and special episode with one of my very good friends, Shanae Carey. Now, if you don't know Shanae, she is an intuitive business mentor who specializes in helping businesses run by women. Shanae bridges the gap between the practical strategies involved in running a business and also provides intuitive guidance for her clients. In this interview, we're talking all about Shanae's new book, Is Your Business a Prison? It's a really insightful conversation and I'm really excited to share it with you. So let's jump in. Hello, Shanae. Welcome to the podcast. It's so good to have you here. Hello, Laura. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so you and I obviously know each other very well, and there is a gazillion different things that we could have a conversation about. Today, I would really love to talk to you about the book that you published recently, Your Business A Prison. So for those people who might be uh, listening in who maybe don't know Sinead, I had, find that hard to believe no one <laughs> may not know you, may not have known that you wrote a book recently. Can you explain what is the concept of your business being a prison and where did the idea come from? Great question. So um, the concept, to be honest, it was really tricky to settle on the subject, is your business a prison? Because it's not as sexy as, you know, the things that have more outcome motivated language associated with them, right? But what I have noticed is that in working with people, there's this idea that having a business is going to give you a sense of freedom, you know, free us from the nine to five daily grind. And let's be honest, it's not nine to five, many, much more than that. Um, but the opposite was happening. Like we were working longer hours and doing more for less in terms of financial remuneration and all of the things that we wanted to be able to do weren't happening. And I was seeing this happen again and again and again and again. Like, well, this doesn't feel true for me. So what's different? Like what's different in my life compared to what I'm seeing in the lives of so many? And so I was, um, as part of a program, I was to write a 10,000 word thesis and this idea kind of just poured out of me. It wasn't like I planned it and I sat down and that was the subject matter that I was going to write to. I just started writing and then it kind of just happened. And so it was kind of like divine inspiration or divine timing or, you know, call it what you will. And uh, yeah, I did a little, a little 5,000 word kind of starter project is to get, you know, flex my writing muscles. And I came up with two prisons and it became very clear very quickly that there was 
more prisons for me to write about. And that's what was going to form the the content for my 10,000 word thesis. You're right. Like the the perfect ideas always drop in just when you need them, when mm-hmm. you allow them to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, and you mentioned that there were two in the original uh, 5,000 word that you wrote. Was yeah. there six, is that right, in the final the final version of the book? So what are those six? Can you tell us what they are? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have my book here so that I do them in order. The order is in, it's not particularly order-driven, but number one is overwhelm, so the prison of overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Number two is the prison of low self-esteem. And if I'm honest, so I built a quiz to go with this book before the book was ready. People could kind of get a taste test of what I was going to be publishing. And that's the number one, like that's the highest prison of low self-esteem. The next one is the prison of all the things, you know, we're very creative people, us business owners, and we have all the ideas in the world. That's what all of the things means. Uh, the next one is the prison of who to trust. There's lots of information on the internet and who should I trust and whose advice should I follow? And I love reading your newsletters because you go against the grain of listening to all of the cacophony of voices, which is really cool. Um, the next one is the prison of the comfort zone. And the last one is the prison of fierce independence. Uh, and spoiler alert, if you haven't yet read the book, the prisoner story, because there is a, an anecdotal story associated with each of those prisons to give context and to kind of share how I have seen them show up in, in the lives of many of my clients over the years. Uh, I'm prisoner number six. So the story <laughs> in chapter six is all about me. It's, it's, it's one of those, it's important for me that I didn't, I didn't write a book that was like, here are all the things. But I've got it all perfect and I've got all of my, you know, you've got all my shit together. Absolutely. And, you know, we love it when people are real and share their journey and their lessons and the things that they've overcome to get where they are as opposed to being, well, I'm just amazing. And if you just do exactly what I did, then you can be amazing too. <laughs> You mentioned with the quiz that self-esteem was the most uh, common result. Is that the same in what you kind of see with your clients and with people out there? Would you say that that was the one that you thought was going to be the most common? Uh, I had an inkling that it would be that one and probably the overwhelm, the first first two. Uh, However, having said that, I firmly believe that even though we might have a dominant prison at any given point in time, that they all show up in all of us uh, in varying varying levels at different times. Like I, even though um, the all the things prison is not something that I relate so much to nowadays. Past Shanae, like a few years ago, Shanae, who wanted to do all the things, is definitely something that I can relate to, and I can still see little threads of that. It's not dominant for me at the moment, but yeah, we've. I think we've all we all have threads of all of them. My next question was going to be, do you think we can have more than one? So <laughs> you clearly read my mind and answered that for me. And it, it's interesting actually, because when I read the book, when it first came out, I definitely, like you were saying, there were some that resonated with me more now and some that I kind of look back and think, oh yeah, that definitely was something that I might've done when I was, you know, first starting out in business. So mm. 
And I think too, yeah, depending on where you are, um, what might be going on for you, some of them, as you said, will kind of come and go depending on what's going on. So, yeah. so interesting. And it's fascinating to me that low self-esteem is the, I guess, the most common one because to have your own business, like to start your own business is such a brave fucking thing to do, right? Like you have to be super courageous to put yourself out there and for so many women to then feel, you know, that sense of low self-esteem or not feel confident in themselves is fascinating really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's like, you know, that whole two steps forward, one step back. I see a lot of that. It's like we summon the courage and we take that leap, which is the two steps forward. And then that little doubt voice comes in and it says whatever it says, whatever that might be. We've all got our own different doubt stories. Kind of just pushes us back. But then I think what sees a lot of success for for women who break through that prison of low self-esteem is the willingness to keep taking that next step forward because if you take the two forward even if you get knocked back one you're already ahead of where you were before yeah absolutely and the more I saw this on a quote on Instagram the other day I don't know if they were quoting someone but it was something along the lines of um, the momentum doesn't come before the action. You have to take the action to build the momentum. And it's so true. Sometimes you just need that little, you know, shove maybe just to kind of take that first step. And then as you build the confidence and the skills and the kind of stepping outside of your comfort zone, go, look, maybe this isn't quite so bad. And then you do the next thing and you do the next thing. I know, you know, for me, when I first started my business, the thought of running a webinar, for example, was absolutely terrifying. Now it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, if I want to run one, I can, but I, I'm not at all, um, you know, phased by it. So it's definitely yeah. one of those things. You've got to take the action, learn the skill, and, yeah, it's not so mm-hmm. scary after that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot because you're right. The momentum doesn't come without the action, yet for some reason – we often think that that's how it works. Like it's, we haven't really thought, that, thought, thought it through because it makes total sense that we often expect the momentum to come without doing anything, you know. Yeah, we're wait, waiting for the inspiration and the motivation to strike, but sometimes mm-hmm. you have to start and allow it to come. So, yeah. yeah. So for women who might be listening along going, okay, this sounds very interesting. What is, I know you mentioned the quiz, so we can link to the quiz in the show notes if people want to go and do that. But what would be uh, a great way for them to get started in identifying if they are stuck in one of these prisons? Uh, Read the book because (laughs) the book has, it's not just an information book. I don't believe that that's going to create any change, any momentum, as you say, like taking the actions in the book. So it's a very practical book. It's called a guidebook for for a reason. And there are lots and lots of activities, journal prompt, reflection questions, all sorts of things, meditations, visualizations, the works, because it's not something that you can just understand cognitively and then create change with that understanding. You've got to actually take, as you said, you framed it up perfectly with what you saw on Instagram is the action to to create that and at the end of each chapter because there is the running metaphor of your business being a prison running through the book 
each chapter ends with a big old list of keys because every prison, regardless of the fact that I've kind of categorized them into some, some groups, if you will, every prison is going to be different for every person. So, you know, the way a particular prison shows up for you will be slightly unique, even if I have the very same prison as my dominant prison. And so there's a whole bunch of keys in there for people to kind of, you know, when you you watch those movies and someone's trying to escape and they've got this big thing of keys and they're trying to get the right key in and the, oh, the tension is so intense and they can't get the right <laughs> It's like that. But trying all of the different keys to find the freedom because that's ultimately what this is all about because the opposite of imprisonment is freedom and that's what it's all about. So finding what works for you is going to be a trial and error process, just like in the movies with those keys. And there's a massive list at the end of each chapter of a variety of different kinds of keys. So there's mindset things, there's energetic things, there's just really practical 3D things. Um, there's some tough love in there, just, you know, getting over ourselves and, and stuff like that as well. So that's that's how I would do it. And it wouldn't be, I wouldn't suggest that using this book effectively means that you read it and put it back down again. It it needs to be picked back up and looked at again and again and again as we move through our business journeys. And it's it's how I've done things, you know, all of the things that are in here I have done at some point in my business journey. So you mentioned, you know, there were the practical 3D things as well as the mindset and the energetic practices, mm -hmm. which I really love about, you know, the way that you work with people. It isn't just about business mentoring and the practical things, although that's definitely part of it, but you bring in more of the the mindset and the energetic and the spiritual practices as well. Yeah. Do you find that when people come to you, they are, or maybe they read the book, that they're looking for a specific part of that, or are they coming looking for that whole suite of practices across all of the different types to support them to move forward? Or are people more drawn to, I just want to tell you to tell me what the practical things are. I just want you to tell me what the meditation practices are that I have to do. <laughs> I think for me personally, most people are curious across the board. And I think mm. that because I don't think that there's many people, perhaps even if any, who have bought and read this book that don't know me already. Because mm. it's not, as I said before about the title, not the sexiest title, um, but the people who are reading it know me and know that that's how I work and that all of those things are encompassed in in my work. It's not just practical strategy. And, and that's when you and I first met with when all I did was, was practical strategy. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I think the answer to that question is is I don't often get people who come and say, tell me the practical solutions to this. They're always, how can I work with this and what will what will support that across the board? And I really love that. I think that that is a reflection of the intentions that I set in my business, that, that the people who come into my circle of influence are curious about all of it. And I love that. I love it. And, you know, one of the things that I and you share the same philosophy, I'm sure, that you can't have one without the other. Like you, yeah. you could do the practical stuff, but if you don't have the right intention or the right energy behind it, then 
it's only going to get you so far. Likewise, you can do all of the meditations and energy work and tapping and breath work and all of the things and feel really good. But if you don't actually take the practical action, well, you know, things aren't just going to magically show up in your life either. So you do, you have to have both of those things in order to move forward. Yeah. Ditto. What she said. So you mentioned before, well, you alluded to before, the evolution of your business. How is it that you ended up where you are today writing a book about business prisons? <laughs> a loaded question, I know. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. I love a good loaded question. My business started out many years ago now. I think I um, celebrated my seventh year bizversary this year in 2022. <sighs> oh, gosh, it feels like a lifetime ago. Um, and I wanted to actually do all the things and there's a story in the book about this, but I wanted to do everything because I've got like Liam Neeson, I have a very unique set of skills Uh, (laughs) and I was wanting to help people with events and copywriting and social media marketing and setting up their businesses and like all of these things. Very quickly that changed and I niched into helping people with their Facebook marketing. That lasted for quite a while. That was a really, really great decision for me to make for anyone with niche resistance. I uh, did do that and it worked. And then all of a sudden I got really curious in training with the Institute for Intuitive Intelligence. And the rest of that is history because I (laughs) put that very successful business model to the ground in pursuit of something that, you know, as they say, set my heart on fire or set my soul on fire. It was just, I wanted, I wanted more. And so I then pivoted into teaching intuition and then came back again, full circle. And then it was like, okay, business and intuition, because to be honest, when I look back, even though Facebook marketing was what I was teaching in those early days, it was so much more than that. You know, there was much more in terms of business support in what I was doing with clients. Um, so it kind of just all circled back around again and has now amalgamated into this, uh, you know, I call myself an intuitive business mentor and that's kind of how it all came together. And as I said, with the studies, that's how the, the book came about. It was part of the, the program to, to train as a spiritual director. And that really did catapult my my business and as you you'll read in the last chapter of the book where I share my story I'm the busiest I've ever been the most successful the most profitable but I have the cruisiest lifestyle as well like it, it that sweet spot of freedom of that entrepreneurial freedom that the book is all about so yeah that's kind of the cliff note version of it <laughs> <laughs> which is is great because it, it helps people who may not know you understand the evolution of Sinead that those of us who have known you for um, quite some time back from the Facebook marketing days yeah. um, and have watched that that journey and that evolution and of course through that time you know starting to see all of the things that have culminated in the book. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that you are obviously very passionate about is freedom and that's one of the key themes of the book is breaking out of the prisons and creating that freedom and yeah you know, you said it at the beginning, you're so right that we start these businesses with the idea of freedom. And that's obviously different for all of us. But for many, it's financial freedom, time freedom, da, 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 da. And then we end up working crazy hours. We have no boundaries. <laughs> you know, all of the things, I'm sure we've all been there at some point and then had to kind of pull ourselves back. 
What are some of the, maybe the results that you've had with clients or maybe even some of your own stories that you can share around the types of freedom that people have been able to find? Because it is going to be different for everyone. And, you know, what you or I might want out of a business is going to be very different from someone who might have young children and, you know, wants to work during school hours or something along those lines. So have you got any good stories about the freedoms that some people have Mm, absolutely. Um, one of the one of my clients who inspired one of the anecdotal stories in the book, when I first met her, she actually thought she was signing up to do some Facebook work with me, but didn't read what I had written and what she had signed up for because it was actually when I was training to be a life coach and ended up doing some life coaching with me and it was the best thing ever. And she tells that story, you know, really proudly how she this total oversight on her part was perfect and, you know, divine as always. And when I met her and first started working with her, she was working in a family business and it just wasn't right for her. And she was miserable and unsatisfied. And she had this idea for her business kind of on the side. And in the book, it talks about her story and her journey. But the, I guess the, the key points of it is that in our work together, we got her to the point where she actually had the courage to leave the family business, which was huge. Like it, 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 it was taxing her emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. She also went and did the same intuition training as well um, about six months after me and then circled back around to her work. That was the work she did before the family business took over and then added her intuition to it. And then everything kind of took off from there as well. And she continues to go from strength to strength. And there's no way that she would have been able to experience her own personal pursuits in her business flourishing if she didn't have the courage to leave that family business and and to pursue what it was that excited her. And to see, like, I, I won't name any names because confidentiality is important, but to see her now and what she's doing now is just beyond incredible. And that's just one of the stories. Another one is where a client of mine was just working so many hours for just next to nothing and wanted to get to a finance. There was a financial goal that she had from an old day job and she's well and truly met and exceeded that goal and is making truckloads of money. Yes, still working a lot. That's something that we're, we're still working on together. But the money side of things for her has just opened up so much freedom for her that she's looking at getting like a personal assistant. And that's a very real possibility now. And she has the cash flow to do it because she is unique in what she can do in, in her business. And the PA jobs, you know, running to the post office and helping with other bits and pieces in terms of admin work can be taken care of by someone else. And that just wasn't a possibility a few years ago when we first started working together. So there's lots of stories, but they're probably two of my favorites. Well, they're both such good examples of how freedom will look different for everyone. And it's about finding what that looks like for you and then working towards yeah. that. So yeah. I love it. I think too much in the the online business world that the focus is it's so heavily on money and like I want women to have lots of money, absolutely. But sometimes 
it's at the detriment of all of the other things that you can have by having your own business and that will look different mm. for everyone. So Yeah, absolutely. No, no one who comes to me wants that kind of, you know, the entrepreneurial lifestyle that used to show up on online ads years ago of people in like all white on the boats with the boats. <laughs> that no one comes to me yeah. for that because that's not actually what the women that I work with want they actually want to work in their business they want they it's not that there are there's there's no fear of hard work or to put the effort in and I think that that's a really refreshing conversation to have because yeah. there's this idea that that's how it has to be and I still see Facebook ads like that and Instagram ads like that and I'm like I literally just scroll past because they don't excite me or motivate me and it's it feels like those people haven't quite got their finger on the pulse of, you know, the heart-centered world, the people who want to make a difference with their business, not just earning X figures, whatever that might be, six, seven, eight, whatever, whatever the, the trendy number is at the moment, you know, like it's not all about money. Money is great. And yes, I'm with you. We want more hands in, in and more money, I should say, in the hands of, of women who want to make a difference. But for a lot of people, financial freedom isn't the main motivator for getting into their businesses in the first place amen and yes i i know what you mean about the it used to be always like the the dude bro marketers with the you know mm -hmm. the lamborghinis and the boats and the houses but you know for a while there it felt like it was sort of infiltrating into women-led businesses as well and i'm hoping we're moving past that trend because as you say particularly for women we don't always you know, money isn't the the main goal. It's that wanting to do what we're good at and share our thing with the world. So yeah, yeah. Let's hope that 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 shift is coming to our Facebook and Instagram feeds. <laughs> so, have you got any final words of wisdom that you would like to share with everyone? My biggest thing at the moment is on the back of what we were just talking about. Find what freedom means to you, define it, pursue it. And I think I might've even read this in your most recent newsletter, even maybe this one or the last one, and then adjust like anything that doesn't match. Yeah. Let it go. It doesn't, it, it doesn't need to be there. If someone else has put it on your list, if you have it on your list, keep it on your list, if it's there for you. Um, and that's why you know, when this book gets started, the first thing that I get you to do is to define entrepreneurial freedom in your terms, because I love that my commute is down the hallway, but other people aren't motivated that way. And I will never subscribe to the idea that what works for one will work for all. Even though we are all connected, we're all having unique experiences in this lifetime. So find what works for you and pursue that and let go of everything else. Amen. <laughs> so if people are new to the world of Sinead and aren't already hanging out with you online, where is the best place for them to come find out more about you, uh, maybe find out about the book, come hang out with you online? Well, the two social media platforms that I use are Facebook and Instagram, Sinead Carey on both. Uh, I'll put the handles in because spelling that correctly. Yeah, I will make sure that's all in the show notes yeah, <laughs> for the non-Kiwis non yeah. and Australians who may not know how to spell Sinead. 
Yeah, totally. And it's one of those things that it, I praise people when they can spell my name correctly without any guidance because it's very rare. Um, and it happened at the Virgin Lounge of all thing when we were, things when we were flying up for our wedding last month to um, far north Queensland. And I ordered a coffee and I said my name was Sinead. And he, I watched him and he spelt it correctly as he wrote my name down. And I praised the shit out of him. <laughs> it was great. He must have had a Sinead in his life. <laughs> He must have. So yeah, so the two platforms are, are Facebook and, and Instagram. I'm also on Insight Timer and I've just, not that long ago, before I went away to get hitched, I released a brand new website, which is super gorgeous, which is just SineadKerry.com and I'm in love with it. And of course on there you'll find my book, which is SineadKerry.com forward slash book. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We'll make sure that all of the links and all of the handles and all of the spelling is in the show notes so that people can come and find you. And thank you so much for being here. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thanks for having me, Laura. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and this conversation with Shanae. You can find all of Shanae's links, handles, all of the information about her book in the show notes for this episode. If you enjoyed our conversation and you got value from what we were talking about today, we would both be so grateful if you could share this episode to your social media channels or with your biz besties. Thanks so much. Until next week. Bye for now.